This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by our daily holiday specials, The 12 Days of Christmas. Sign up at fullfocusplanner.com slash 12 days. That's the number one, the number two, days. fullfocusplanner.com slash 12 days. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs here with Courtney Baker. Courtney, <laughs> hey, Verbs. happy Monday. Happy Monday. You? Yes. Yeah. To all the people out there, I hope you are loving Mondays again um, as we enter into the great month of December. Yes. Hoping everybody's Thanksgiving went well. Yes. And it was an enjoyable time. Though it may have looked different, but hope it was still enjoyable. That's right. Uh, yeah, probably it, it definitely looked different for us, but I can look back on that and be grateful. Um, so verbs, um, speaking of December, um, <laughs> uh, as of this recording, I obviously have not had a baby yet, but probably pretty soon. Who knows? By the time this Who comes knows? out, you know, baby may be here or not. But because of that, I kind of feel like this is my episode. I don't know if I is that can I take this episode from you, Verbs? Please do. I'm actually excited because <laughs> I want to. I need to take some notes for uh, some of the practices that you actually do with some of the that are connected to some of these. So, well, honestly, I feel like this is kind of just like great reminders for myself as I enter into talk about surviving the holidays. It's like surviving twenty, you know, December twenty twenty plus the holidays plus a newborn. And so it's like I've amped it up, you know, to the highest degree of survival. Yeah, and so I think this episode is like, all right, you know, good reminders uh, for me, you know, as well as everybody listening of how <laughs> we can get to January 1st and look <laughs> back and think that was an amazing holiday season. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, I'm, I'm super excited about this episode. No, it's going to be good. It's, you know, it's, it's the week after Thanksgiving and it seems like every year these next four weeks can feel super chaotic. Mm -hmm. uh, but I wanted to ask you, do you ever feel like you just get kind of swept away in the holidays? And again, I feel this year is obviously different, but here's my theory. We've gotten Christmas music earlier this year, I think just because everybody's <laughs> so excited to make a mad dash for that 2021 debt, um, um, year to start. So, well, no, I mean, it, it feels like everything this year started earlier, I think, because we just all want the joy of the holidays in our lives. Like, yes. I don't know about where you live, Verbs, but it was like Christmas lights were going up immediately after Halloween. And honestly, yeah. normally I would be like, guys, what's going on? This year I was like, there for it. I'm like, yes, bring on all yes. the lights. Um, but I do feel that tension of us wanting the holidays so bad may make us like more exhausted. You know, like we may be piling on so much um, in really, we've really made the expectations really high, like to do all the things, you know, to carol, to do baked goods, to have virtual parties, you know, to make sure that we've, you know, like every year have presents, but maybe even more presents than ever before because we got to make up for 2020. It feels like, you know, we might get caught up in, even though it's different, we may get caught up in some holiday chaos this year. Christmas chaos. 
Christmas chaos. A little alliteration there, but no, I agree. And I think that feeling can just really start to impact our productivity as well, impacts our relationships, and really our sense of well-being. Mm -hmm. But here's the good news. Our holidays don't have to feel that way. So we're going to help you escape the holiday chaos, the Christmas chaos today, and um, we're going to get into it. Okay, hold up. Before we get into it, verbs, I just thought of something else, something we haven't mentioned that I think really does also add another, can add another stressor, which is we have all of those things, but for a lot of people in your business, in your career, it's the fourth quarter of Q4. the year. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, again, it depends probably on how your financial calendar is set up, but you know, I know for us here at Michael Hyatt Company, it is like it's game time, you know, it is like when so much is on the line. And so in addition to all the things we've already mentioned that are just part of the holidays, you need to be performing at your like absolute best professionally, you know, usually. Yes. So that brings a whole other side of things. So hopefully today's episode is going to help with all of those. So Courtney, give us some ideas or some thoughts of how we can actually escape the Christmas chaos that's coming our way. Yeah. Well, I think out of the gate, you know, you can create some structures that help you set the pace for your holiday season. Um, and really to do that, you've kind of got to shift from passively reacting, passively saying yes to all the things. Because um, yeah. again, I think there's that desire that this has to be like the most epic Christmas of all Christmases um, to actually like strategizing. And, and that that desire of like having a great Christmas is really awesome. It's like, how are you going to go about strategically doing that? You know, it's not going to just happen by saying yes to everything. Um, and then at the end of that, you know, you're going to be able to design how this holiday season goes and how you want to feel again on January 1st about the last month. You may be asking what's the best way to start or what to do first. So step one is set realistic expectations. So I think a lot of times we just feel overwhelmed because we're just trying to do too much. So the way that we can kind of offset that is just to set realistic expectations um, mm -hmm. for ourselves and for those around us. You know, <laughs> sometimes we're really good at setting really high expectations for other people, <laughs> especially yeah. at the holidays. And um, so when you're looking ahead at this holiday season, here are some questions to ask yourself. And did I mention, I'm totally talking, I'm speaking to the choir. This is, I need to go through these exact <laughs> episodes, these exact questions, everybody. So what do I need to do? Okay. Uh, what can I automate, delegate, or eliminate? You know, frankly, yeah. I got to automate some grocery delivery, you know, for example, that was just like one tiny thing, but going through those steps is really going to help you. The next is what is my capacity of social interaction? And that is going to be different for everybody, um, but really important to evaluate. How much time do I need to set aside to finish accomplishing my Q4 goals? This is really important. Sometimes a yeah. lot of our goals get weighted for the end of the year. Um, especially professionally. Um, but then at the end of the year, we have no time <laughs> to <None>. actually <laughs> check those off. The next is what am I willing to give up and what am I not willing to give up? 
It's a really great it's question. Uh, what time do I know I'll need to set aside for work and for family? And then you've really got to set aside the FOMO. You know, you are going to miss out um, on some things. But at the end, if you're, if you're missing out on the right things and it produces that great holiday season, that's a good thing. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, actually doing less is going to allow you to be more present, which is going to produce you actually enjoying that event more, yeah. or that experience more. I think that's an instance of, you know, voting for quality versus quantity exactly. of events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's, um, here's some ways that you can actually help others understand what they can actually expect from you. Okay. In this case, you're going to have to exercise the no muscle. It's going to have to happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) because if we let them, you know, other people will actually hijack our holiday schedule. Obviously, if it's friends, if it's family, people have ideas for you as well in your schedule this coming holiday season. So uh, but you don't have to attend everything. So you shouldn't feel pressure there. Just because you feel like you should doesn't mean you have to. I think in this season, clarity is your friend. Um, That's why I think what you just mentioned, Courtney, is important Mm -hmm. is just setting aside some time, deciding, hey, here's what I can do. This is what I need to do. But all this other stuff can kind of go to the wayside. But you can be clear about what you will and what you won't do while still being kind and expressing care to others. This year, obviously, COVID has impacted everything. So there's definitely some expectations that we need to set. I think this is really important for everybody listening. You know, it's the very beginning of December uh, when this is airing. If you haven't done this yet, mm-hmm. um, I think my concern uh, for myself and everybody listening is you wait too late to like readjust what your expectations are for this year, and then you're devastated. Um, so I think now is a great time to kind of sit with, hey, this is probably going to look different. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we talked about this in our last episode. If you will look at this as with abundance versus scarcity, I think it'll really help you because you can look at this year and be like, this is going to be the worst. This is going to be terrible. Or you could look at it and say, hey, what is this going to make possible for us this year? And I think it can be a great holiday season. But again, setting these expectations is going to be really important. Yeah. And I may or may not say that lockdowns may be helping some people right now when it comes to family and friends, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to edit that out, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> but I had to state it. <laughs> that was step number one, set realistic expectations. Moving on to step number two, adapt your rituals. Courtney, I would assume this is um, <laughs> very important just because, again, with the activity of the holiday season, you know, some of those rituals that we have set for ourselves may not happen as we would normally do them uh, throughout the yeah. rest of the year. So, yeah, I think it's it's totally okay for your habits to change with the season. And part of this is like setting those realistic expectations. But this is important enough, you know, to get its own point. You know, as a matter of fact, you know, you should tailor your habits to the season in order to keep them relevant. You know, what happens so often is things become stressful and we throw out the things that we really need to cling to, which is our habits. And so if we don't keep our habits realistic, they're out the window. So, you know, in this season, you may not be able to get your hour long run in every day. You know, you may have to switch your habit to be a 20 minute run. 
But again, shifting that habit allows you still to hold the habit without totally throwing it out the window. No, that's good. And it's, I think it's important to say, you know, we can be okay with that happening uh, given, you know, just the change of the, of the season. Um, but it also helps make room for the other things that are important to us. Right. Exactly. And, and again, guys, I am, this is like, this episode is for me, you know, cause I'm about to have to redo all of my rituals and, you know, I'm probably not going to get, well, I was going to say luxurious. I don't know if that's how I would describe <laughs> my morning ritual, but always, but you know, that's going to look really different. And, and I'm going to have to say, you know, I still want to exercise in the morning, but that may be a really abbreviated you know, thing, a really abbreviated activity for a little while. Um, same with like date nights or all of that's got to kind of be reframed. But again, they're important. I want to hold on to them. Um, I don't want to lose them completely. So I've got to be proactive about evaluating them. Yeah. I mean, it's true that your rituals really provide rhythm for your life. And so to keep them from getting thrown out of the window, you need to make them work for you right now in the space that you're currently in or the, the season that we're going into. So make adjustments accordingly. All right. So that was step number two, adapt your rituals. Step number three is schedule your priorities. I think you said it, Courtney. This is, is, is going to be the game changer and the lifesaver yeah. uh, for this holiday season. Yeah, we say it all the time and we believe it deeply. <laughs> uh, what gets scheduled gets done. Um, you know, if there is something you're like, I 100% want this to happen this season. You know, that may be a tradition or a dinner or a movie or, or, you know, something special. It is really important now to get that on the calendar. The same with the activities that it takes to pull off, you know, that thing, that that right. gets scheduled on your calendar. Because sometimes we're like, oh, yeah, we want to do this like special night, but we don't schedule the things that have to happen before uh, that special night. So go ahead and put those on your calendar. The key here is if you will do that ahead of time and do that now, you know, the most important things are going to be there. And so when it comes time to say yes or no to other opportunities, it's really easy because you can see what's already scheduled. Um, and you, again, flexing that no muscle, which is a great muscle to flex all year round, <laughs> mm -hmm. gets some exercise. <laughs> so it's it's pretty much like budgeting. You mm -hmm. can change your mind and change your schedule later, but then you'll know exactly what you're giving up and be able to count the yeah. cost from there. Yeah. yeah. So what you're saying is like, it's okay if I steal some money from the grocery budget uh, to go out dining, but I have to know that I'm giving up, you know, that special recipe I was wanting to cook. Yeah, that extra bag of Brussels sprouts. <laughs> exactly. So that was step number three, schedule your priorities. Step number four is protect your boundaries. Also another critical step here. Well, I think what's really key here with boundaries is once you've envisioned where you want to be at January 1st and what it's going to take to get there, you know, it's important not to throw that out the window, you know, <laughs> every five seconds, you know. And for example, you know, you may have said, hey, to feel really great on January 1st about the holidays, you know, I need to be home at nine o'clock every night and, you know, I need to get sleep. Or, you know, you may have decided, um, you know, you're only going to have one event each weekend. You know, whatever you have decided, don't 
throw that out the window. You know, give yourself the ability to protect those boundaries, those decisions that you've made. And at the end, again, it's going to allow you to really be present for the moments that are really important to you and and have an incredible Christmas in 2020. Okay. So Courtney, I'm going to share one of my plans that I actually want to accomplish during the holiday. And I know I need to schedule it in because it has to happen in between some work hours as well as some other activities. But there's a uh, a quote from the great poet Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> and he says, doing nothing often leads to the very best of something. Mm. So for me, I just enjoy having nothing scheduled, nothing planned to where I can just be present with my family, whether it's, you know, making food, mm-hmm. whether it's watching a movie. But a lot of times just from doing those nothing, just from doing that nothing often leads to the very best of something. And so that's what I'm looking forward to this, this holiday season. I love that. So once again, the truth is you don't have to get swept away in this holiday season or this Christmas chaos. You can actually thrive these next four weeks by setting realistic expectations, adapting your rituals, scheduling your priorities, and protecting your boundaries. All right, Courtney. Here we go. We have a chance again to answer a listener question, which I know you look forward to as much as I do. And today we are speaking with Daniel from Brownsville, Texas. Daniel, welcome to Focus on This. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. Welcome to the show. Uh, Daniel, uh, you're calling from Texas. What do you happen to do in Texas? Uh, I, I work at a church. It's a local church here. Mm-hmm. Um, my official job is a receptionist, mm-hmm. but I dabble in different areas. I help with the worship. I help with the student ministry, just about anything. Listen, Daniel, if there's one thing <laughs> I know, <laughs> it's about church work because oh, my yeah. husband is also on a church staff and you never have just one role. That's what <laughs> no. I've learned in uh, 20 years of Somehow you become uh, the utility guy. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I want to tell everybody out there, if you have to ever have the chance to hire somebody that's worked at a church before, you know you're getting somebody that can like <laughs> do all the things because Absolutely. they most likely have done all the things, including like checking on the restroom, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah, a little filling bit of everything. in preschool, all the things. So Daniel, we heard you had a question for us today. Yeah, so I put on the Facebook community. Um, I had been struggling sometimes to choose my next big three. Um, sometimes I really don't know what's next. This past month, I was telling my friend because we're all planner enthusiasts together here. Nice. I was like, I just don't know what my next big three are, and he gave me some advice. But what I have been doing is I take the life score assessment by Michael Hyatt at the end mm-hmm. of each quarter, and basically whatever I score low on. That's what I set a goal for. And it just started to feel like I'm saving whatever's about to burn in my mm. face. And it feels reactive rather than intentional. Mm-hmm. So I figured there must be a better way to connect your goals and big three to a bigger picture too. Yeah. Well, first, I commend you on using the life score assessment. That's a really great tool because um, it does highlight areas that you may be lacking in or need some extra focus. I think a lot of times it's much easier for us to focus on the life domains that 
you know, we're kind of crushing, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and just kind of ignore those ones that actually need um, some work. Yeah. So if you're listening and you've never taken it, um, you can take that at michaelhyatt.com slash life score. So really easy, great tool to kind of help you identify the different life domains that you're doing great at and maybe some that you need to focus on. So Daniel, I thought it was really interesting when you were asking your question. So do you wait to set your annual goals? Are you kind of setting not really annual goals, but quarterly goals? Is that how you're structuring them? Yeah. So uh, this is my first full year using the planner. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning of this year in January, I kind of brainstormed some ideas on a direction I'd like to go. I didn't make all of them. I just started with a good five. I ended up doing those. So this mm-hmm. past few months, I'm like, okay, what's next? So what what should I set for myself? I already set what I was going to. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So you started off with five and then you knocked those out. Yeah. You crushed them. Yeah. And then you were like, I guess I need some more gold. <laughs> yeah. Basically. That's awesome. So your question really is you're kind of just working on what's burning, right? Yeah. I feel like I'm putting Mm -hmm. out fires. Like my physical one is down. Okay, I need to I need to add a vitamin. I need to go to the gym. So that's what I'm doing right now. That's one of my big three because I felt my physical very low. Same for reading. I needed to read more books. So okay, now that's Mm -hmm. my goal. The domains in which you feel like are kind of crashing and burning, and then the goals that you're setting to correspond with those, um, are you excited about those goals? Or do you feel like it's like, oh, no, I don't want to be caught in the house when it crashes down. I need to do something. Is there excitement around those goals? Honestly, right now, they are exciting me. But in the last quarter, I felt like I needed to pay more attention to my finances. So I set some finance goals and... I was not looking forward to them at all. I hated doing some mm-hmm. side jobs just to earn more cash. So yeah, that's where I stand on that. Yeah, I think that's such a good question because a lot of times when we get goals that are, you know, the house is on fire type goals, a lot of times we're not actually excited about those. Um And usually those things, I would put those more in like the project category because we really want to save goals to be things that you're excited and passionate about um, because you're going to need that because a goal should be like it takes an extra little oomph, you know, it takes your extra focus to achieve. And if you don't have the passion for it, I mean, you're just setting yourself up for like, you know, drudgery, you know, and nobody wants that, especially in 2020. Yeah. I would say I think as we're like approaching 2021, you know, I really would encourage you to go through. Have you ever heard of our course called Your Best Year Ever? Yes, I did. That was my first book. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and actually, we will give you um, access to the course. Um, and it's brand new for this year, for 2020. Awesome. Um, but that will really help you set up not just, you know, five goals. It'll help you for the whole set all your goals for 2021 and really to make sure that you're looking at all life domains. So you don't get in that cycle of like, I'm just focusing on the burning things, you know, over and over again. Cause that again, even if you do find that you can somehow figure out a, a way to get passionate about one that's burning down, 
you know, that's probably not the best way uh, to go about it for the for the whole year. And again, you know, sometimes that seems overwhelming, like, oh, I've got to set all the goals for the year. But your part of that quarterly preview is going to be evaluating, is this the right goal? You know, do I need to, you know, tweak this goal um, or delete this goal? Yeah. Um, so there is some freedom there. But even if you delete a goal, usually we recommend that you replace it with something in a similar, in the same life domain. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, if you can kind of start that practice of looking at it annually, then you're really going to set yourself up where you don't fall into that trap of uh, the house is on fire. I yeah. got to get to the gym, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's funny you bring that up. I Honestly, one of my weakest areas in the planner is the quarterly preview. Um, mm. I haven't really been doing that the past three quarters. So yeah. Hey, I, listen, Daniel, I think that's really common. And honestly, I did not start doing a quarterly preview until I guess a year and a half ago. And I actually made it my a goal for me. It was a Smart. habit goal um, for the year to do the quarterly preview. And I paired it with doing you know, a day of fun things with it. So I would set aside time to do my quarterly preview. And then for me personally, you know, I like to go to the spa or go on a hike by myself, you know, I would pair it. So it was kind of almost like a little event, you know, and I really looked forward to doing it and I never missed it. So I always got my quarterly preview done because of the way I framed it. Gotcha. That's pretty smart. That may be beneficial to you, um, Daniel, to think about that just from how you described the way you're setting your goals now on a quarterly basis. Again, that might change in the new year coming to where you do it at the beginning of the year. But at least you're giving yourself space by saying, all right, I'm going to do a quarterly preview and then give yourself some time to think through those goals that you're setting for the quarter and making sure, you know, that they're the right goals that you actually are excited about, something that you can get a good goal mix between, you know, the super passionate goal and, hey, I want to. I want to be in a different spot financially. I'm not excited about the process, but I'm excited about where this goal will take mm-hmm. me if I can accomplish yeah. it. Yep. That's good. Thank you. Can guys. somebody speak to Courtney? Maybe this is for you. Uh, this is partially for you, Daniel. It's partially just for the listeners. Um, I, you mentioned that that's common, the quarterly preview. And I, I just did my quarterly preview for quarter four last weekend, a month late. Part of that was just how busy my life is in this moment, but it's also a little bit like this is so daunting. Can you talk a little bit perhaps about how people can emotionally approach the quarter? And I, and, and Daniel, I, you know, I think perhaps there's some work there that's happening that's keeping people from doing it. Yeah. You know, I mentioned earlier that I think a lot of people start using the planner and wait to like do a quarterly preview until they've kind of been using it for a little while. And I think one thing that might help, um, you know, obviously I mentioned you can make that a goal um, and that's a great way to get that installed. The other way is to be really intentional about going ahead and scheduling those. You know, right now we happen to be like closing out a year and looking to 2021, you know, go ahead and and plot when those quarterly preview times are going to be for you. You know, we say all the time what gets scheduled gets done. And so go ahead and be um, proactive with that. In addition, the quarterly preview is is this really <laughs> magical, maybe too strong of a word, but there is something like 
mentally, yes, uh, mentally refreshing. It's kind of like a little bit of a a restart, like a clean slate, um, where you kind of get to look back and evaluate, you know, what worked, what didn't, what your wins were, but also say, okay, what's this next quarter going to look like? You know, what, what do I want it to be? You know, have I chosen the right goals? And, and so again, it's kind of like this like little session that brings clarity and, it's just, it's been really good for me. So I'm excited for you to get to try that. And we would love, if you do, we'd love to hear how that, how that goes for you. Sure. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it now. And the thing to consider, Daniel, is I know you mentioned that some of your colleagues are planner enthusiasts as well, just for an accountability uh, factor. It's like, Hey guys, this is what I'm planning to do. Pre-setting my quarterly previews, you know, invite them into that process, but at least, you know, Hey, I got to get this done. I can't let it slide or or wiggle around on the calendar because there's other people that I've invited into this this process. So that, that could be helpful for them too, something to try out. That's a great idea. You could actually make it where it's like everybody does your quarterly preview on the same day and then you meet up for dinner or something that evening. That would that be really good. fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, Daniel, thanks for your question. And that's such a good one. And uh, thanks for the work that you do and um, for being with us today. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Daniel. Courtney, do you have any final thoughts for our focus on this, listeners? Yes. I just want to reiterate your mindset as you approach this Christmas again, that this really can be a great Christmas. um, And remember to ask yourself, you know, what does this make possible? It's probably different than other years. Um, but I think if you'll kind of reframe that it still can be an amazing, it could be the, it could be your best Christmas ever. Absolutely. Um, that mindset is really going to be a game changer for you as you kind of walk through this, these steps of surviving Christmas. Fantastic. Thank you all for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So please share it with your friends. Use the hashtag focus on this podcast. And Courtney, depending on whether or not you're with a child with child <laughs> next week, we'll still be here with another yes. great episode. So until then, stay, stay focused. focused. Hold on one second. I'm having pregnancy brain. <laughs> It's a real no, thing, people. <laughs> Every time you I've say pregnancy is. brain, you always follow it up with it's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Because I feel like if anybody, I you. if people would say that to me, I'd be like, excuse me? Pregnancy That's a limiting brain? belief. <laughs> yeah. And then I actually did some research and it's like a very legit thing. So I feel like I need to tell everybody. This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by our daily holiday specials, The 12 Days of Christmas. Sign up at fullfocusplanner.com slash 12 days. That's the number one, the number two, days. fullfocusplanner.com slash 12 days.